0: back on the Jar the Boss, man. Show jump by right front of the show. Coach Casey Alexander of the Lipscomb Bison up there in Nashville. Coach, uh, how's it, how do you feel up there at Lipscomb, man, getting ready to go to New York up there, man, and, and play those Wichita State Shockers, man?
2: It's been good. Uh, guys are having fun. Excited about the trip ahead. Opportunity that's in front of us. Nice to be playing this time of year.
0: You got there right, Coach, and I know how much you love this team that you have, man, getting coach, coach these guys still – into late March and into April now. So how did you keep your team focused, Coach, after not getting to this double tournament, losing that tournament game at home there, keeping your guys focused on the task at hand yeah. in the NIT? Well, I, uh, I'd
2: be lying if I said it was easy.
0: Uh, we, we
2: took a few days to lick our wounds, and, um, you know, we had about a week before we even knew where we were playing, when we were playing, who we were playing, anything else. And so we, we actually needed that time. But, uh, you know, once we – once we figure that out, and then especially once we got that first win over at Davidson, a really good team and a tough place to play, um, you know, all the juices were flowing again, and kind of bit back to business as usual now.
0: Speaking speaking that game, Casey, I mean, you were down the majority of that game, man. You was down. The crowd's going crazy, but then your guys, in second half, about five minutes to go, turn it all around. And you, and you held – the and those guys shot well, 51%. Yeah. They made 11 threes, and you guys still got the job done at their place.
2: Yeah, it said a lot about our team, I thought. Just them, being, you know, hanging in there and staying with it and, and playing from behind really the whole game. Uh, but, you know, making some tough plays and finally giving ourselves a lead. And once we took the lead, we kept it. And, you know, guys made big plays down the stretch. And so – you know, at that time, we thought, man, that's a heck of a win. You know, it's going to be hard to be better than that. But I think we've worn up to the time or two since then.
0: You got there, right, Coach? And I feel like in that Davidson game, you got you playing nine guys tough and they're only playing six men. I feel like the war of attrition, they ran out of gas and helped, helped you all as well. So they were still shooting well, playing well, but you all got yeah. the job done because you had more men to throw at them.
2: No, I agree with that completely. Uh, we we like to play a defense defense. Um, just we you know we're we a real high tempo team uh and so we know we're going to have a lot of possessions in the game and i just don't like having guys out there playing tired and you know for them to play as hard as we play on both ends of the floor i mean a lot of everybody plays hard defensively but we play pretty hard offensively with pace and so i like to keep guys fresh and and give other guys opportunities and i do think that was the difference in that game
0: now look at the greensboro game i thought that game was a big game for you guys because they were supposed He was the first team out for the, the committee and we, I feel like y'all should have got in my, my personal opinion y'all should have got in the tournament my personal opinion but I, I, was, I probably probably the guys felt the same way too like hey we should have been there they should you know I know we didn't get in but we can show these show these people we're glistening we're we're, we can have a lot going for ourselves here and you went there at the Greenwood Coliseum played really well excellent ball movement held them guys on, on the 40% shooting and it's kind of it was close for a while then you blow the blow open there kind of close to that victory as well
2: yeah it was a different kind of game uh you know we, we traded baskets for the first six or eight minutes and then took the lead i think we were up eight or nine at halftime and then you know then i looked up with
1: eight or nine minutes to
2: go and went up 27 and um you know so that was just kind of a really good last 30 minutes guys played really hard played really well on both into the floor and we didn't do anything spectacular but it was just incrementally you know Extending the extending the lead extending the lead and then you know then it was over so it was nice I mean that team is really good as you mentioned they were they were the first team out of the brackets they were the number one overall seed in NIT. and so and that crowd was good too uh, so it was nice to go in there and get that one as well
0: I know and they have a of the year in SoCon as well Westmore does a great job and when I saw I saw the score I was like wow because I know Greensboro is very good the only their problem was Wofford and you guys were putting a whooping on them. I'm like man yeah. Casey's team was, is playing uh, well.
2: Yeah, we did. You know, we we scored four points. Uh, we only scored four points in the last eight minutes of the game, and uh, and still won by eighteen. So it was a uh,
0: it was a good day. Yes, indeed. And then you go back to Carolina again, Tar Heels Coliseum on NC State's campus. A very historic place to play ball at. How first of all, how was that environment in Reynolds? First of all, I know it's been around for many years. Yeah. And that, and that place had so many great games. How was it that, to play that place against that team?
2: literally could not have been any better environment um you know i,
0: we, I played was coaching a team
2: that played at kansas uh, and that was pretty special uh, and obviously more people but um the, the crowd that we had at nc state i mean from from the national anthem until the final buzzer they were very loud. it was completely full the students were great you could, you could sense their great tradition and you know what basketball means to that you know to that fan base and so it was it was a true road game um, which is kind of my favorite part of being able to win the game I mean obviously the stakes were high and we're playing for a chance to go to New York City and Madison Square Garden but you know to go on the road in the ACC in a really tough environment and go toe-to-toe and win the game says a lot about our team
0: I think. Now, Casey, on the play with Kenny, did you just want to call a timeout? That player You was on let him go no matter what and let him make it become, no. make a, make a, make a play there.
2: No, we weren't going to call a timeout at all. We just had a timeout when we took the lead. Um, so in that timeout, we talked about every scenario. Obviously, if we held them, then, you know, then they would have to foul us. So that part was easy, but you know, and then what we tend to do just depends on if if they score, you know, what we do depends on how much time is left on the clock. If there's 3.0 or more, we're going to do this. If there's 2.9 or less, we're going to do this. And, you know, so we just want to get the ball in and race down the floor, and you know, try to have as as quick of a transition as we can. And we weren't able to do that necessarily. But, you know, I think there's more – I think it's better for the offense, you know, when you make the defense – you know, get back in transition and play on their heels and they don't have time to communicate and you think you got a better chance to score, you know. Conventional wisdom says, hey, call time timeout, make sure you guys know what they're doing. But our guys knew what we were doing. We just had timeout. And so I don't want the defense to have the chance to set up and talk about it and how they're going to defend and who's going to guard who and everything else. So that's what we choose to do.
0: Yeah, Casey, on that plate, as you, you watch you can see it. They they were confused a little bit whether to come to him or not or stay with the shooter. So are you, your theory works out because you see it right there as you, as you watch that there on the, watch the replay. They were confused a little bit there.
2: Yeah, well it's natural. It's real natural for everybody in that moment to
0: celebrate for
2: a, a second or two. You know, I mean even even if the guys are like them, it's, it's still going to take them a chance. For a second to find their man and realize, oh my gosh, you know they're playing. They didn't call time out. We got to get back and
0: so. You know, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to pretend we got a great shot but, you know, in that
2: circumstance we got a pretty good shot. Hey, as long as it goes in, it's a great
0: shot. <laughs> no doubt. No, the result was great. Yes, indeed. Now, Garrison, also he set a record for you guys in going scoring 44 points since you've been D1. He can right. go in that hostile environment giving you all those points, man. You had to love seeing that from your lead, lead, leader, Garrison, there. Yeah, pretty, uh,
2: pretty impressive. You know, a guy that's literally playing to save you know to keep his career going and um in in that kind of moment to you know go in there and he set a record there too that's the most points by an opponent in Reynolds Coliseum and so that has been a lot of good players come through there and uh kind of a magical night for him uh you know but nothing nothing too out of the ordinary, there you know I mean he's a lot of points but he just did it the way he does it and and he did it
0: from start to finish and you know that's how you rack him up I guess now, coach, I'm pretty sure you've racked up so many bus miles going I-40 East, North Carolina. You're glad to <laughs> get on a plane to go to New York now. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You know what? NCAA's been good to us, so we've flown everywhere. So, uh, oh, okay. okay, good deal. Yeah, good deal. yeah. We've they've been <laughs> all flights, and we've had two or three charter flights, and uh, so they made it nice for us. But we're excited about where we're headed.
0: Now, coach, this, I know you have. this stat, you have your 14 now. True road wins, the most in the nation now
2: yeah that's um it's pretty crazy uh you know and then and you think about we played
0: all of our tournament games at home we didn't play any road
2: games in the tournament so uh to be sitting here right now and, and to be able to say that is um I think that's a good that it's a good sign of kind of what ta- what kind of team we have you know a lot of a lot of veterans a lot of guys that have played in a lot of games that aren't gonna get too worked up you know um considering whether home or road or whatever but you know the the irony for me um in this week is this game on Tuesday in New York will be our first neutral site game of the season. So we haven't had a neutral site game yet.
0: Wow, that that's every very interesting the fun fact there that you, yeah. at game, a game thirty-five or six for you. Yeah, yeah first right. first neutral, yeah. neutral game of the year. Wow, the most you teams yeah. play in one of those holiday tournaments that are a zemp or something. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Or wow, conference that's...
2: tournament, postseason conference tournaments are usually
0: neutral sites. So yeah, it'll be uh, unusual. Now, speaking of that matchup with Wichita State, you know Coach Greg Marshall does a great job getting his team prepared. They always play hard, so you see from them guys on the film and how you guys can cause trouble with your ball movement, your energy. You excel ex- ex- both ends on the floor there, defensively and offensively there.
2: Yeah, the styles will be different. Uh, we, we we are very, you know, well aware of you know kind of what makes them tick, and uh, got great respect for how they play, their toughness, their physicalness, uh, good defensively, and so. It'll take a it'll take a real you know locked in focused effort you know to have a chance to win the game but you know but we like our team as well we think that you know if we go in there with the right kind of mentality and and, and play to win from start to finish then you know then we'll be in position to do so.
0: Now, coach, the NIT has these experimental rules right now that, that they're working with. I want to ask you: Do you think these rules will stick uh, after they review the review how it went this NIT season? And do you, do you like them yourself? Do you want any of them to stick? Actually.
2: Uh, I don't mind any of them uh, the thing that would worry me the most we're so post oriented you know even though Garrison's our leading score we, we play through the post more than most teams do and so I don't like the wide lane you know the wide lane is there to you know, create spacing and you know, open up the paint and make it you know a little more free flowing but I like to feed the post and so I don't particularly like that one but that's just because of our style um, but you know had I honestly haven't really noticed much difference. I mean we, I think in the three games combined, I think we're fifty percent or better from three point line, maybe. Uh, so then, moving the three point line back hasn't bothered him. And uh, Rob Marbury's had good moments, and so that hasn't, the wide lane hasn't bothered him. And uh, you know, the foul thing I like—that's probably the one I like the most like of the see teams the most—is is resetting the fouls. Uh, I'd like they're doing—they reset them at the at the ten minute mark. So I'd like to see some version of that, whether it's going to what the women do. Uh, where you play quarters or whatever.
0: I, I, I like that change. I love quarters. I feel like the quarters would be great for you guys. count the NBA rule with the five five ten, five team files. You know, yeah. the bonus, the one and one to me kind of is passe. We need we need to sync it up at all levels. Even high to me, high needs a shot clock to me, coach. If you ask me, okay. so every, every level we need a shot clock and quarters and 32nd t- 30, 30, 30, clock or twenty four. However you decide to do it, but it, we have it synced up from youth on up to the pros and then into the FIBA.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I think that would be, you know, just having a universal game. And, you know, it's the way you, it's the way they play it everywhere else. So college basketball is the only one that doesn't have the quarter system. Um, you know, and so I, I think that would be a good change. And I do think it'll happen at some point in time. I, I'm not even sure if this is a year for rules changes or if that's next year. But um, I think it'll I think it'll happen at some point in time.
0: That's one where I go for you, coach. Last night at the Hawks game, coach, I was rocking my Lipscomb Bison hat and my T-shirt, and they, they gave me heck for it. I said, "Look, my mom with the Lipscomb. Y'all, y'all gotta be quiet here. They're they going for. <laughs> I'm for Lipscomb. I'm a Lipscomb Bison today. There you <laughs> go. So I was last night at the Hawks game. I had on my Lipscomb hat, my Lipscomb shirt, just show, showing my purple and gold Thank pride you for that. you guys, man. <laughs>
2: Appreciate
0: that. Yeah, we got plenty of room for anybody else who wants to come along. We'll take them. Yes, indeed. Well, coach. Best of luck to you on Tuesday night up there against Wichita State. Hope to talk. See to you after you guys win that title, man. Sounds great.
2: Thanks
0: for having me. All right, folks.